This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. We are live. It is the show all about your stuff, the strange, the interesting, and hopefully the very valuable. This show is, uh, well, it stars two people from Storage Wars Canada, Paul Kenny and his son Bogart. They have found fame and fortune, finding value in items that other people may have overlooked. They join us live. How are you guys doing? Mainly fame, not so much fortune yet. <laughs> oh, is that, has it been a rough week? Is that right? Actually, we're going to make someone tomorrow possibly $250,000 richer than they thought they were going to be last week. Is that person me by any chance? No. It's yeah, not you, yeah. No. How do we get some yeah. of that? What? How does this happen? No, it's someone who came to us for some advice on what to do with their property. They're selling, they're selling the contents. It'll be the house as well, but they thought... They were going to get a certain amount of money for it. And this is, well, we might be able to work something privately, and they'll get more money than they even dreamed of getting. Plus, we'll be able to cut down all the fees. This is 250000 net more money in their pocket. Is this an estate sale type of thing? Somebody it's doesn't know what to do with the house? It's with the house. It's yeah. made the house. The stuff in the house is not, not as good, but it's just the house. But that's still good news. Wouldn't you, wait a minute. If you woke up tomorrow morning with 250000 more than you thought you had today, would that not be good news for you? Of course. I just, you know what? I, I do hear this type of story more and more often. I'm close to the real estate uh, lawyer, and he goes, you know, sometimes it's people out of the country, out of the town. They go, I, I don't, I can't deal with these problems. You know, yeah. Nana passed away six months ago. The house has been sitting vacant. It's full of stuff, or I don't know if it's full of stuff. I'm not flying from Australia to find out. I need somebody to help deal with all of this. That's and, what we help. Yeah, Austria. Yeah, yeah. That's where we went. Austria. Austria. No, he's talking about Australia. Yeah, I'd like no, to yeah, mine was just a hypothetical, but we do hear of this sort of stuff yeah. more and more. Yeah. Well, we actually did that. We actually went to Austria to look at a pl- person's house. They didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. We, if they hadn't sold his, their semi-lawyer friend sold the house underneath us. We probably oh. would have got more money for them. But and we don't even know Austria. But just common sense. We live in the land of common sense. Say, this is what this is actually worth. You know, and, and some people, and we have to understand this, and sometimes our listeners, we talk to them, it is hard to get rid of, when you make the decision that you're saying, I'm finally, yes, I want to move to a condo, these collections that I've had for the last 40 years will not fit, they have to get rid of, we understand that that's hard to do, we really do, mm-hmm. you know, and the big people have had that long, and we will treat it with discretion and try and give them the most money, because we work on consignment in a lot of cases on the bigger items, the more money they make, the more money we make. But I'm emphasizing the more money that they make. So getting the top price for their items is our is our mandate. And this is why we're trying to do it. We're not going in and saying, you got $10,000, I'm here, we're giving me $400 for it. That's yeah, not yeah, our yeah. style. People do that. 
it's still a $10,000 item, but they're only getting $400. we would rather sell their $10,000 item for the $10,000 and give them $7,500 for it. And then you can sleep at night. How about that? Yeah. Okay, I understand. I understand. This show is all about uh, whether you have old coins, silver, gold, statues, art, fine china, antique toys, sports memorabilia, old advertising pieces, maybe oil, gas, signs, pumps, who knows? Whatever you have lying around your house, maybe it's an old heirloom, you're wondering about its value in today's market and want to learn more about the item, you can call in right now, toll-free, 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Pat in Newmarket is going to be our first caller of the day after this quick thought. What were you going to say? No, no, I can go into my quick thought in a minute. No. Okay, quick thought after Pat. Pat, how are you? Fine, thank you. Uh, we have an RCA high fidelity reel to reel, and the the reels are about five or six inches around, mm-hmm. and it works well. It's got an attachment for uh, um, um, microphone and stuff like that. Is it for dictating, is or is it for uh, music? You can record things on it, and you, um, I believe, there's a um, microphone goes with it that you can do, do things on as well, like dictating. Is it upright? Does it lie, lay flat, or is it upright, reel-to-reel? It's a square box, and it's very heavy. <laughs> okay, so some of the cooler ones, they operate, they they like stacked like an old computer box, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, those are sort of the more fanciful ones. I don't know how, they're not considered beautiful works of art in most cases. Does it have any value? $50, maybe 60 They're not as good. Some of them are a bit more, um, but... In a lot of cases, heavy is not a good thing here. Heavy is good if we're dealing with silver, gold, silver plate, things we melt, or if Bogart has to lift it. But in this case here, it's a, an older piece, probably 1960s, and it's more of a collector thing. It looks neat. We actually had one this week that we actually left in the house. It was in one of those uh, credenzas with a dual t- a t- a turntable, the reel-to-reel, but it weighed like 200 pounds. And I says, I'm not lifting this. Yeah. Well, I don't lift this one, but my husband can lift it. <laughs> well, Pat, I was going to say, if it's a single item like this, and, uh, you know, the Pawn Stars guys here, or rather the Storage Wars guys can't... Oh, uh... no, that was mean. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't mean to confuse the two of you. The Storage Wars Canada guys don't want it. You, you take a quick picture, put it on Craigslist. Somebody might be looking for parts or maybe it altogether, but I would definitely put in the ad you want them to pick it up. Yes, and don't, oh, yeah, if it doesn't work, okay. do not fix it. Sell it okay. as is. Okay, fair enough. Pat, thank you for your phone call. We're going to go to Ray in Etobicoke now. Ray, you're on Consignment Heroes. You're live. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I have a safety razor. It's Wilkinson Sword. It's in a wooden box. It has a velvet lining inside with a silver stamp, Wilkinson Sword. It looks like one of the first safety razors. It looks like a damn printing press. And the extra blades are in a box, and they look like uh, one of those straight razors, but cut in short pieces. I've been everywhere. I've had this thing so long as part of the family, and nobody knows what the hell it is. So. You know, sometimes the box is worth as much as the item inside it. Yeah. You know, and uh, there are people who collect uh, straight razors yeah. and the mugs and the shaving mugs. It, it was, at, about 25 years ago, it was a big thing, yeah. collecting shaving mugs, collecting the razors, uh, the, em- the empty canisters for the, um, the lather and everything like that, just trying to mm-hmm. Recreate the past. This razor has like a modern style handle, though, right? Like the the blade sits um, fat and wide on the head. But, but the head looks like something from Star Wars. It's 
like I said, it looks like one of those little rolling printing presses. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they look I, heavy I, and I, dangerous. Yeah. But I, I was just wondering, do you know what, like, year? The closest I've got was 1900 or something. So. Yeah, but, you know, in a, it comes in a wood box? Yeah, it's a wooden box. It's about four inches long. About $100. Oh, you do have the box then? Yeah. Oh, I got the box. I got the little wooden box where the extra blades go in. I got extra blades. Okay, yeah, so you have something there, because even the advertising is cool, because it'd be yeah. like the, the yeah. red shield on it, or blue shield, is it? Yeah, is that yeah. what it is? Blue Wilkinson shield, but, Razor, yeah. I but, don't know. I had, a, I had a strap for it, but it deteriorated, so it ended up in the trash, so. Well, actually, I'm this just curious. box is where... It. It's I don't, I don't care about the money value. I'm just... It's oh. part of me now. I can't let it go. <laughs> you still shave with it? Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, he is. I'm no. not in suicide mode. <laughs> yeah, no, on stuff like that, like I say, yeah. and you're not my favorite kind of clientele here, my yeah. favorite listener. I like guys who want to sell us stuff or buy from us. Well, if it was worth a few bucks, I might think about it, but... It retails for around $100, $150 with the box. Wow. In that area. So it's probably something you're going to keep, isn't it? No, he Absolutely. wants the history. He's calling because he's too lazy to Google it. He wants to find out, like, did Nikola Tesla or I Henry Ford a, engineer this thing? Does That's what no. he wants, yes. No, I don't have a phone. I can't even send you a picture. <laughs> okay. But you want but anyway, no, like, I, it, if it's only worth, like, 100 bucks, I still hang on to it because it's kind of a nice thing to work It's kind of cool. Yeah, you yeah. might even be able to still get razors for it, right? Because I think Gillette made them to fit that at some point. I can't even see them online. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Are they still in existence? You're going to shop around. First, you're going to have to get a phone, then a computer, then get online, and you can do all, you can Google around and find all this stuff. There's probably a bunch of collectors for the Wilkinson razor blade from 1900, and who knows? And we'll have a party welcoming you to the 21st century. Okay, (laughs) how's that? But, you know, I just, you're talking about um, Star Wars. I was just over that comic book show at uh, the convention center. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And this is where a guy there was, was the underbidder on a comic book for $3.2 million. What did he bid under 3.2? He was, was at it? 3.1. Wow. He didn't get it. He gave up. He says, it's got to be, he says, I got to be sane somewhere along the line here. Sorry, and what is this comic book? It was an action book, number one, and they are up here. Action book what? Action was the first Superman in 1938. And it's funny, the story behind act, this, this comic book, um, uh, uh, Siegel and Schuster, the guys who drove, drove, drew it, drew it in 1933, 34. Mm. And it was, they were trying to sell it here, trying to sell it there. And they were bringing it to different editors. And it was just sitting there, like the little strips. They kept on giving the strips in. It was only one day when somebody was from National Comics, DC uh, Comics, came along and wanted to get some comics, or do something, had an idea. He says, he actually just, it was rejects. He took all the rejects and put them into one book, Action. Mm. They called it Action Comics. And that is the beginning of it. But it was actually turned down. They said, no, I don't want it. And it's and funny, they only paid like $100 for the rights. 120 I believe. That's, it wasn't like, like that. your Canadian heritage moment on TV. I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Well, they, yeah. I, I, and they, it was in litigation for a long time. We actually have one of the early, the first strip. Uh, I have one for sale right now. It was um, Superman number one was put out in comic strips. They put out the comic. And before action number one came out, then they put out the strips. They sold them to the newspapers. They said, oh, this thing actually sells. Right. So they originally, they weren't bringing it to the, um, the editors to be published as a comic book. They were trying to put it into newspapers. And they were just lying all around. Then they, then they compiled them. They wanted to be like them. a Ziggy strip type yeah, of thing before yeah. that was around. So they I compiled see. them. 
And then later on, they come out with the strips that go in, in, into the newspapers. And I have a Superman number one strip, okay, that's actually um, – I have about 100 of the first strips. That, that you have that I are have. for sale? Yes, I'm trying to come up with a price on it. It's about about five thousand dollars. Wow! But how do you get to three point two million dollars? Like, I mean, what is what is the joy? Like, wouldn't you feel like it's just this terrible boat anchor of stress that you have to maintain this thing now? Like, what in a humidor in the dark? Maybe oh, not yeah. in the light. I don't know. Like, it becomes like um like not even a fine wine because even they will expire. Like, yeah. trying to preserve uh, George Washington's cigar box from you know the 1700s. Like, it becomes this science endeavor where you're looking to constantly balance humidity and light and all that stuff or like maintain the Mona Lisa like it just seems like that's such a big burden yeah no they're using it as an investment but I'm trying that's why I keep on saying there are people with million dollar lottery wins in their basements right now and sometimes if they're or in their attics and they've been kept there for 30 40 years and it's not just comics from 1938 comics from 19 there's comics from 1980. 75 that are worth $5,000. Yeah, if you're in an old house, check your attic. Yeah. Who knows? You might find an old slingshot that somebody or, wants for $1,000. You never did know. Did anyone hear this week about the uh, uh, piano from 1983 in England, and they found a lot of gold sovereigns in it? Mm. It was, they, okay. They, and someone's ring a bell. Yeah, they brought them in to be, uh, they brought the piano in, in to get tuned. And when they were tuning it, they find all this gold that was secretly put away. In the same way that people put away mattress money. Sure, yeah. Or they hide it in books. When I go to household sales, I check the books. I told you the story about me once finding, not myself, another dealer, finding 35 $100 bills in a suit breast pocket that he bought for $75. Wow. So this actually happens. And people have stuff they forget about. They pile the money. It's, it's sometimes in the lining of the clothes. Uh, but a lot of it's mattress money. Bogart and I have – how many times we go to the dump with mattresses? Everyone thinks we sold them. We didn't. Um, how many times we go to the dump? What happens when you bring a mattress to the dump? We throw it out, and they come with the switchblades. Yeah, right. they always do cut the mattresses open in case there's something in there. And, and I did they to ever them. find anything? Yeah, I guy to dump, them. tell a story. I found oh, – you yeah. wouldn't believe what I found? 25000 yeah. One guy found 25000 But you'll find two, three, four thousand. 4000 Now, here's the other thing about that money. Sometimes it'll be a bill from 1935 or 1937. And some of the bills that this guy gave me were worth a $100 bill. We sold for $500. Just as the value. Yeah, because you take it to the bank, you're only going to get your $100. But we actually had it all in nice condition. And what Is happened— somebody using that mattress for like 70, 80 years? That's gross. No, <laughs> no, but here's, but here's the thing is that— in, where people, their parents pass on or whatever, and or you get to the age where you're going to an, an old age home and you forget that you left it there 25 years ago. Or your wife hid it from you. Or you're hiding the money from your wife. Ah. Or you're both hiding it from your kids. The These problem, are all interesting storylines. Okay. <laughs> but what happens is the kids don't know they because no one's there to tell them that the money's in the mattress. And it happens more often. We found one show um, it was Zimbabwe money, but it was I remember eight. that. I remember that when you guys pulled out wads, just absolute yeah. wads. It looked like a hundred grand at least. No, we made eight thousand dollars, but it was a hundred and seventy-five dollar locker <laughs> in Zimbabwe currency, which is <laughs> defunct. Yes, yeah, we no. should have took a trip to Zimbabwe. That's we what we should have done. <laughs> no, yeah, probably not a good idea. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but we have, like I say, um, it's that kind of stuff that's in people's basement. Like someone brought in this week a picture that was the original art. That I believe that was used for a TV, I mean, sorry, a, a magazine ad 
in the 1910-1920. The original art's going to be worth, I think, $2,500 to $3,500. People collect the actual pieces, but now that you've got the original art, like the original art from some of the old hockey cards and baseball cards and stuff like that, yeah. the drawings, like a Batman picture uh, sold for $60,000 for the original art for a card. Like we were talking about that action Wild, comics. Yeah. It's worth like any page on that's probably worth. If you had the original art, I bet you get hundred grand for it. Wow. 000. This is unreal. But, but this is, these were made by Canadians. This stuff is in Canadian basements right now or in attics or someone's collected over the years and they forget that they have them. Okay. This happens more often than people, they think, no, that can't happen to me. And we find some of our best stuff. Someone will come over. I'll come over to look at something else. Like last week, I went to look at somebody's. Um, they said they showed me a cabinet. I hated the cabinet, but it had probably five hundred dollars worth of teacups in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only talking five. Yeah. Okay. But the cabinet, they what they thought was good was the cabinet. What I thought was good was the cups inside it. And it's, you can keep your cabinet. Keep it. I don't care. And this is where we come in and we help people. We say. What you might think this was valuable, no. What you've got over there is really, really valuable. We And the market is always changing, right? So yes, 20 yes. years ago, it might have been the hutch. Now it's the weird figurine inside the hutch or yeah. or one that was forgotten about or all destroyed or very rare or unnoticed for yeah. decades. Well, like we still buy some – like people come up with Royal Daltons. I feel bad. Well, we always we always talk about Royal Daltons, talking about the value of them going down. It's, I know, it's we a do bad buy example, them. but yeah. Yeah, if someone comes along, we will buy them. We do buy them. And we try and tell people this is all they're worth, and we, we try and be uh, transparent about it. But we said, we will buy it. I, I bought 40 last week, you know, and said, here's my price. And I was $10 more than anybody else was paying, so they were happy, you know. But we also like um, things I want to tell people is about things like Jello coins and stuff like that, you know. There's other collectibles. Are they that, edible? No. The Jello coins were in 1960, 61, 62, it was car, play, car coins. They're like the size of a silver dollar given away in chips and in jello. Well, people, they made 200 of them in a set. People collect them. Right. So this is where what we deal in. We're trying, now that's the collectible part. We also deal in the art and stuff like that as well. Or if someone, we really most interested if someone has a whole house, he says, I'm moving to a condo, I'm moving to a smaller place, I'm 3,000 square feet, and I cannot fit it into a 600 foot square foot condo. And that's where we help you. But they have... They'll have a, a couch that they'll think is worth. They paid two thousand for. It. I said we can get a hundred, but <laughs> I can get you three thousand dollars for this item over here, and that happens a lot of times. You're listening to Consignment Heroes live on Zoomer Radio. Our phone number, if you have an item you'd like to have a free assessment of right now, our phone number is four one six three six zero zero seven forty. That's four one six. 360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-740. If you need to get in touch with uh, Paul Kenny or his son Bogart off-air, after the show, maybe you have an estate or a home or a whole series of problems you'd like them to tackle, the number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. We'll be right back. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? 
Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live in Liberty Village. Listening to Zoomer Radio. I'm here with Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny. Two people who have found fame and they debate the fortune part, but it is true. Fame and fortune. Finding value in uh, items that most people would overlook. They know the market very well. They can offer you an assessment if you think you have an item that has a, uh, an excellent value but undiscovered or unknown for the most part. You can call in 416-360-0740. Emily in Toronto is our next caller. Emily, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Uh, the Weekend Telegram, dated July 19, 1969, has a man landing on the moon. Is anyone interested in it? Um, you are. I am. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to just uh, get rid of it. I'd like to have... They go for about five. A lot of people saved them, but they still keep on selling. People like it and like to read about it, but it's only $5, $10, and it's... Some people frame them. They you know, spend more on the frame. It's okay. a nice item, but it's you got. Here's part of collecting. I like to talk to people about is that if you if it's a big event like that, like say the assassination of President Kennedy landing on the moon, or the last telegram, everybody saved it. This is going to be valuable, and that kind of thinking is almost like when they put spect, uh, special collectors issue or um, number one buy this because it's going to be special collectors. They generally do not go up in price. It's the sneaker, the stuff that you don't think about. Yeah, it'd be like even old papers of like announcing the wrong winner of an election. Like if somebody printed off because the this U.S. election went to yeah. three in the morning. If somebody printed off, uh, you know, a thousand issues of Hillary wins the U.S. election, but then they had to pull it off the rack. But you were the employee that took those copies. Maybe something like that's worth money, right? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, like an off print or something really, really unique, but nobody really. Gave attention to, but the moon landing, nobody missed that. You could probably go to China and people would still also have a newspaper that says, hey, America did it. It's like we say. I didn't think it would be worth anything, but I thought someone would like to have it. Oh, yeah. No, no. We, we I don't mind people calling me because sometimes it, a lot of people, it's what you don't know. You know, like if we're trying to help out people as well. We're not trying to, you know, put them down. But if you don't know something, please, please call us. It doesn't take any, anything off us. We're going to give our opinion on it. Or you can bring it into our store or call me at the store because some people don't want to talk to us on radio. But some, you can welcome to call me during the week. And if I'm in the store, I will always give you my best opinion at that time. How about a 1960s electric railroad train set? Now, Lionel, who's it made by? Yes. Uh, oh, I don't have it in front of me here, but I know it was a whole set. My uh, son had a, had a great big table, with, and it's all in a box right now. But That's something I'm interested in for sure okay. because I actually have – there's been a bit of a resurgence in that. There are pe- there, uh, people are trying to give them to their grandkids. We can set it up around the store. Go we can set around. up in the store. Model no. train collectors, it always seems like such a strong market, right? It but- is a strong market, but even so more – even for the beginner sets now – 
The 1960s is a little late, but they'll still buy it. And if it's uh, made by Lionel, you've got the track, and it still works. Yes, it does. It's something I'm interested in for sure. It's still there. Um, and uh, what is the name of it? Lionel, Lyle, did you say? No, Lionel. Lionel, Triang. There's a number of different companies. If they're made with steel parts rather than plastic, it'll help. But just give us a call during the week. Um, when you have it in front of you, I'll ask you a couple of questions, and you'll say yes, no, yes, no, and I can give you value on the spot. Thank you very much. Okay. Emily, thanks. And, and Lionel, I think it's Lionel. That was yeah, the one. That's the American. Model train manufacturer, they ran into financial troubles like 10 years ago, and fa- famously Neil Young gave them millions of dollars as a cash infusion, and now they're back in the black or something like yeah. that, right? Is that yeah. the story? I think so. That's yeah. what you said. I'm, I'm more interested in the British stuff, the trying and the mechanical and that stuff. Okay. Lionel is American. Yeah, ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, our next caller is going to be Anne in Toronto. Anne, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Chinese ball balls. When you turn them over, it's it says made in China and it's stamped with all the Chinese hieroglyphics, and it's uh, in orange. And the name of it is Famille Rose. Famille Rose is that's that's a pattern that goes back centuries. Made in China means it's it's made after 1920 to be exported to the United States, so it's a newer piece. I'd have to see the piece and the quality because after 1920, it could be after 1960, after 1970. Yeah. If it's um, age will make a difference and quality of work will make a difference here. Like there was a bowl that someone bought in Toronto, uh, um, and actually an ink pot. They bought it in one of these consignment shops for $200 and sold it for 750000 <laughs> What? Literally, yes. For an ink bowl? For an ink bowl, not when well, I had an ink pot, they're called a pot, brush pot. Oh, okay. So this type of stuff, some of the older Chinese stuff is actually worth a lot of money because the Chinese are trying to buy back their childhood at vastly inflated prices. They're lost past, I guess. They're yeah. lost. There was a lot of stuff that was brought over here, and they're trying to buy it back. Okay, so Anne's head is spinning right now. You're talking about $750,000. What is the likely value of hers without seeing it? Uh, we're going back to lottery ticket time. Okay, no, this is not... So the price good. of a lottery ticket, two, three bucks? Yeah. Two bucks? No, no it's probably going to be worth 30 to 50 to $75, depending on the condition, what it looks like. I have to see that. You can send me pictures. Um, but... And when did you – it also makes a difference when you got it, okay, and what you well, paid. If you bought, bought it in a in a Ed's Variety store in 1960 for two ninety nine. No, no, I got it from uh, the Elegant Garage. I don't know whether you know that on Bayview. Okay. And they would buy whole households. Yeah, no, no, that's what we do. But we, um, we try and put fair prices on the stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. On um, – I, I'm familiar with them. I don't use them, but I'm familiar with them. So if it says made in China, it's after 1920? Yeah. It, there was a law. It was in nine, 1891, the United States said if you're going to import anything into can, export from your country to the United States, you had to put the co- country of origin on it. Okay? And then just you could just – that's why we have Nippon. And then we have made Japan later on. After 1921, they made a law that it had to say made in not just the country of origin, had to have said made in that country. So that's where it helps us in dating stuff. That's why you'll have some pottery. I know it's Oriental from 1840, and there's nothing on the bottom. That's when the challenge comes to find out how good it is. Uh. A friend of mine showed me two little bowls about the size of saucers a couple weeks ago. 
He paid $100,000 for them. Wow. And he's going to sell them for more. And there's no markings on them. But he knows his stuff. This is where I'm as we always say on the show, I don't know everything, but I know people who know everything. <laughs> okay, okay. $100,000 yes. for a bowl. No, a pair. They're a match pair. Oh, two bowls. So 50000 each. If there'd only been one, it'd only been 20000 But because it's a match pair, sometimes it goes, what do you use them for? Uh, to look at. Yeah, you won't be eating cereal out of those. No, they're smaller than that calculator right there. That's a bad example since we're on radio, but... About the size of your fist, I guess. Is About what you're the size to say. of your yeah. fist. And I was, imp- you know, like, he said, I'm very happy with these. A good friend of mine. And he, <laughs> I know he knows what he's doing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But this, this is where it's important not to have just anybody come into your house. They have to know what's. Yeah, you really have to know. Like, if it's an old sports car, I get it. You go out, you drive it, you enjoy it. Like, I understand what the person looks like enjoying it. But some of these other things, you go, well, it's the artistry. It's because it's the only one that survived. It's because they appreciate the history of that nation where it was built or whatever yes. it is. There's a million different ways to value it. It's just it's, it's just shocking to hear things like that. If As long as you have one item and you have two collectors and they both want it, then you've got <laughs> <Yeah>. an auction. <laughs> Fair enough. Kathy and Pickering is our next caller. Kathy, you're live on Zoomer Radio. Hi. I have a Singer sewing machine, featherweight, with yep. the attachments and the book and the bobbins and the needles, and it still works. Is it the 221 or 222? Is it the one with the the, the arm comes out, so for ma- making quilts? There's two different ones. Um, not a huge arm, but it does drop down, and it has the gold on it. Gold or silver? Silver, gold. as you said. Okay, that'll be nickel, but that'll be uh, plating on the end. They're using. They used to go for about four to five hundred dollars, but shipping was a lot of money. They're going right now about two hundred dollars. As long as you have the bobbin, you have a lot of the attachments. The more attachments you have, the more you can get for it. The two twenty twos go for, and different colored ones will go for five, six, seven hundred dollars. Some sometimes up to eleven hundred dollars. They're newer. Yeah. Yeah, so, I've had this myself since uh, late nineteen fifties. Yeah, no, and it was probably made in St. John's. I'm not sure. I would have to look. Where would I look? Probably on the bottom. Don't yeah, try to lift it. Okay. No, they only weigh 22 pounds. They're, they're less still than heavy for pounds. some people. They're five pounds. They're, they're very oh, it's just light. five pounds. No, oh, it's so it's no the featherweights are 22 pounds. Oh, okay. I know. I've shipped about hundreds of these. Oh, okay. Well, to me, it's very light. <laughs> yeah, 47. Um, sometimes they can go, no. If it's well, if it's... We, well oiled with the bobbin, with everything that goes with it, and doesn't smell bad because sometimes over age they smell bad. <laughs> Why do they smell bad? What do you mean? What? That's just the oil. Just I know some featherweights I've had returned to me because the guy says it smells bad. Oh. Um, okay. Between so. four and f- between three and five hundred dollars okay. would be the best way to put it. Now the two twenty two is um, is better is a better machine, and they made a lot less of them. You have the case with it as well, right? Oh yes. With keys and the yeah. book. They're selling right now, but part of what detracts people from buying these is the shipping costs, you know. But you'll be able to get four. You should be able to get around four hundred Canadian. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Kathy. Thank thanks you. for your phone call. If you have an interesting item you think might have some hidden special value, you can call us. Our phone lines are open four one six three six zero zero seven forty. That's four one six three six zero zero seven forty. And although we only have this hour on air, they have a store up in Richmond Hill that you can visit during the weekday work hours. It's at ten thousand three forty one Young Street. That's just north of Major McKenzie on Young Street in Richmond Hill. Yep. You can also call 
Paul and his son Bogart off air after the show. If you have a big problem you need them to help solve, and their number at the store is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Our next caller is Colette in Mississauga. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I have a Motorola car phone. Uh, oh. <laughs> what do I do with that? Is it worth anything? Probably. <laughs> probably. Somebody even might want that as a weird collector thing from the 80s. Is it the, like, weighs about seven or eight pound battery? Comes yeah. in a canvas case. I have the battery and I have the stand and the phone. Wow. You know, I haven't seen. Well, what? you know, so there, there's a story that in Las Vegas, people who go out into the desert or whatever, they used to buy those. Remember those old, big, it looked like half the size of a phone book, the gray yeah. phone? Yeah. But, you know, they got rid of them. But they used to put out quite a huge signal and be able to capture a huge cellular signal. And so they said, like, even as recent as, like, 10 years ago, people would go out of their way to track them down, put modern chips in them, and use them because the signal blast was so strong. If they were out in the desert, they're still likely to get reception. But they apparently changed the digital signal. You can't use that anymore. But somebody probably wants that. Maybe some guy who's he's uh, rebuilding an old DeLorean or something, and he <laughs> wants this to be the finishing touch to sit in the center console. You never know. These were as big as a backpack, eh? Yeah, people used to carry them around in leather pouches around their yeah. waist. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You're even going back further. No, this was... Oh, this no, no, no. In the car, I know. They're the huge. Car. It's like yeah. a cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could walk around with... Um, yeah, I'm looking for one right now. Where, like, what would you Paul, use put it in your store. Though? I bet you somebody buys it. I would be interested in seeing it, but... <sighs> what kind of car did it come out of? No. You know, I couldn't tell you. No, I've they were portable. So you walked around with them. I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, I'd like to call me during the week. Okay. And I'm going to check a couple people that I know that might want. You know what they use them for? I bet you movie props. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know what's Absolutely. perfect? Though? You just lost your phone. You could use this. Oh, you know, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm over at that comic book show and and I just lost my phone. And I'm for the last two hours, I've been trying to reset everything. When did you lose your phone? If I know, why don't you ask me where I lost it? No, no, I mean, w- were you in this city? Were you in at <laughs> yes, home? Yes, I was at the convention center. Oh, that's it. But when did you lose it? Yesterday between 5.15 and 6.15. Wow. Oh, have we called it recently? Yes, yeah. and then, no, it goes to nothing. I, I just got blocked off. You oh. know, I blocked it, so. Oh. Well, here we go. We got this portable backpack phone. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You can't Problem lose that. Problem solution presents itself. You're not going to lose that. Well, wait a minute. Now <laughs> I have to plug our store because I'm going to have to make a lot of money to buy a new phone tomorrow. And I got to tell people that we buy and sell gold and silver. Like, we also give advice for all the antiques and stuff. But what we do is buy gold and silver. You know that. Yeah. We, we'll be, if, you're going, if you've got some old scrap silver or, or scrap gold or even the stuff, all the old coins, we pay up to 95%. A lot of people don't realize this. Like on, when they go to a store, and we'll tell, you price, we'll tell you prices right over the phone. I didn't. Like right now we're paying 18, almost $19 a gram for 10 carat. Where most places around town are paying fifteen, okay. right? So that old broken gold necklace chain you have, yeah. Well, turn it to money, or and it's twenty, and we'll pay eighteen carat. We're paying like thirty four dollars, but on the other side, if you want to buy gold bars, we sell you gold bars as well, and we sell them Royal Canadian Mint product, Royal, Royal Canadian Mint Maple Leafs, and the silver and the gold bars, and the silver maples, and the silver ten ounce bars, and we are right. There's if you come up to our area, we opened up next to a very large other com, um, coin shop in Richmond Hill. And our whole way of making doing business is to sell for less than they do and to buy for more than they do. So you basically moved to a big box 
and moved Pong right next and door. Simon and Gold shop, and you moved. You're the mom and pop shop next door, and we're the mom and pop doing sh- better business. This is what you're saying. You do better prices. Well, it's like uh, this guy must love you that you're there, right? I know, but we don't have his overhead, so I have an unfair advantage over him. I don't have his overhead, so I get to pay more for stuff, and I can sell it for less. And if someone on, on a five, if you're buying 500 ounces of silver and it saves you $500, which is what the difference in price is, that's better in your pocket than his, okay? I'm happy to sell it to you. It's exactly the same silver. And that's yeah. why I try. Because you pay more for your silver doesn't make it more valuable. So you can go see this war of big box capitalism versus small business shop unfold at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. It's on Young, just north of Major Mac. And we're just south of the wall. He built a wall. Yeah, he, he built a wall to separate the two of you guys. Yeah. Spent... That's how you sell it. South of the wall, not south of the beer store. Okay. That's so a lot better. There's lots of walls there. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Zuma Radio. We are live. This is Consignment Heroes. We'll get to more of your calls when we return. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over 100 vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 30,000 square feet of it, selling antiques, collectibles, and the kind of neat stuff that Paul and Bogart love so much, they've been one of those 100 vendors for 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Grand Avenue and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Back to your calls. Betty in Cambridge is our next caller. Betty, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And you? Not bad. What do you got? I have a half-sovereign that my father gave to me years and years and years ago in Scotland. And it's dated 1912. It's gold-colored. What else would you like to know? It's worth, I'll tell you everything right now about it. It weighs 0.1177 of an ounce of gold if it's a half sovereign. And yeah. times 0.9. So that's about a ton. He's literally and we will working pay you $183.48 for it. What if it's in really good shape? 1912 is the year the Titanic no. sunk. Maybe, no? No. Nothing Sorry. there? It's an excellent shape. I know, but there's a, most of them are because people didn't carry them around in their pockets. Uh-huh. And they're mainly for gold. They made... In 1912, they might have made 10 million of them. I'm not, it's still gold and still valuable. I'm not running it down, but it's only worth what the gold is, unless it's absolutely gem perfect mint and it, like no one's touched it in the last. You just dug you, it out of a plastic time capsule or and something. And then it yeah. might be worth another 50 or $100 because people collect, but they made a lot of them uh-huh. and people saved them just like you did. And you kept them around in a in a in the drawer or something like that. No, you don't carry it around your pocket. With cotton batten in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's still worth the price of gold. We're good with that. And you can bring them into our store, and we're glad to buy them. And we sell we sell sovereigns when we have them. We sell them for five percent over spot, so we sell them just above that. It's a commodity. Robert in Belleville is our next caller on Consignment Heroes. 
Robert, you're live. How you doing? Okay. What do you got, man? A little thing that came off a wedding cake, I think, about 120 years ago. It's a bride and groom, and they're all formally dressed, and it's about two and a half inches high, and it's got a little glass globe over it. Okay. Over it? Anything like that? Yeah. They make a lot of different toppers. Like we have in our store, we have the Beatles wedding toppers. And those will go for about if it's if it's, it's for sure be over a hundred years. And um, you can tell this by the style of the what they're wearing, it's or formal long. Is it made out of pottery, or is it made of, is it made out of pottery, or is it made out of china? Is it made china. out of because the plastic ones they made later no, it's on? China. They never okay. had plastic in those days. Yeah, well, I know that, but I was asking you had to find out what old it was. That was all. Oh, they, they both are in a glass globe, globe right? You, you can take the globe off. Oh, okay. It's over top. It's a little protection. Um, okay. The globe is only about an inch around and about three inches high, and it's got a little dome, and it fits over top of the bride and groom. Huh. You've probably never seen anything like it. Oh, we're looking at them online. They're not that... They They're not that rare. It's just dating them is that seems yeah. to be the difficult part. Well, it's got to be at least 120. I know you're saying that, but we're seeing them online. They even make them now, and they look very simple. Yeah, I've had it for 80 years, so. Oh well, then that oh, would date okay. pretty easily. Yeah, <laughs> you can personally date. And them. then it was old when I got it. When it like it's yeah. been in our old china cabinet for, oh, I don't know. That kind of stuff. People would buy it as a specialty to put on their own wedding cake coming up, and they but might. It's not worth much, eh? It might be. Who knows? Yeah, but if it was care, if it was a, if it's generic, no. But say it's a character from that time period. I'm not Charlie Chaplin's not that old. But if you had a wedding topper from Charlie Chaplin, people who collect Charlie Chaplin and collect wedding cake toppers would both buy this. That's the best way to put it. But at 120, I don't know who the character is. So. If it's a character, then it would have some more added value. But isn't the short answer is it needs a closer look. But if it's yeah. that old and you think it's that special made out of China, maybe it could be. You can go visit the store at 10,341 Young Street anytime during the work week. Coming up, our next caller is, uh, is it Marion or is that Marion in Thornhill? Marion, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, my name is Maria. Maria, Maria. sorry. It's okay. Um, all right. I have... Um, it, it's a fireplace that was used indoors, and it's all made of solid brass. The base is circular with uh, the feet in the shape of a lion. Okay. Then there, there is a dome that goes over it, and the top of the dome is decorated with a swan. <laughs> Sounds like something you could buy at HomeSense this weekend. How no, old is it? Where, where did you get it? <laughs> It's from Italy, but my dad had a scrapyard back in Italy, and I used to collect all the antique stuff that uh, people would throw away. I entered um, a Moroccan store, and I showed them the picture. Mm-hmm. They told me that uh, it was used in Morocco to for the hookah. You know what I mean? Okay. Hookah, whatever. But then um, I left them a message because the guy at the store told me, oh, this is very, uh, it's a very antique and it's an authentic piece. I said, I know that. Uh, but he said, you know, I could not give you any information except uh, the owner of the store. So I eventually I spoke to the owner of the store and he told me that it wasn't used for that purpose. But us back home, we used it for a fireplace, as a fireplace. Okay, now I was wondering, because your description, and okay, I would like to see it. I would be 
if it's got the line feet like you say, and I'd like to oh, see yeah. the actual construction of the brass and how what it looks like and the workmanship that went into it, it could be a very nice item because people, if it's authentic and you bought it, they say you, sorry, you retrieved it from the scrapyard more than five years ago? Oh, my God. The, the thing is about 100 years old. I'm more. just kidding you here. No, okay. <laughs> if, I saw the same piece, but not identical. Mine is much, much nicer. Come I in and see it. me. Come in and see me. Or uh, you don't have to bring it with you. Bring it. Bring in pictures of it. Let okay. me take a look. If you, it's If heavy. it's not too heavy, bring it it's in. Heavy. I would heavy. like to see the actual. Sometimes it's touch it, feel it, see it. And it'll help me come up with a value on it, okay? All right. It's a very unique piece. I was offered back about 40 years ago, 35 years ago, I was offered 2500 Then and I'm definitely interested in seeing it. Make a house call. She's in Thornhill. She's a neighbor. If you're not too far away, call me up, and I'll come and see. I didn't know you guys were on Young Street. Yeah, we're on Young, Young and Crosby. She heavy. She doesn't want to lift oh, it. Oh, Young and Crosby near the church. Yes. Near the okay. beer store. Is that the ch- no, that's not the same as the church, no. Well, well, I don't know what you're doing with the rest of your afternoon, but you're driving back up there in about an hour from now. No, Maybe. The- Who knows? Who knows? You have to see me tomorrow. See me tomorrow. Uh, see me during the week. better for me. I got, a, I got things to do today, but I would definitely like to have an opinion. Okay. Come and see me. Thank you. Okay, thanks for your phone call. Dave in Brampton's our next caller. Dave, how are you? I have a little vase. Uh, it's made in Japan. Uh, it's got a story on the bottom of how it, what it's about. It's called The Art of Chopin. On the front it says 24 karat gold, and it's got uh, quite a bit of gold on it, really. What do you mean, like it's gold inlaid oh, or like it has... Gold no, inlaid. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got little mean? bumps on it. Sorry? Got little bumps on it in the gold. It's like it'll have gold paint and little raised no, no, bumps. It's, no, it's... Uh, what it, I'll tell you what it says on it. It says, the artichoke and metal engravings from Japan are created by the ancient art of Choken, gilded with gold and silver. The engravings were originated, uh, originally uh, created to decorate the armor of the samurai warriors. So it's okay. like a commemorative piece. And it's a vase? Yeah, it's just a little vase. Bit. If it's over $100, it's a vase. Under $100, it's a vase. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. I, I call it a, a vase. It could it's be a vase. Horse. I don't know. These are collectible art of choking was made probably in the 60s. They're made out, um, they're between 50 and $60. Uh-huh. So there's no actual gold or silver on no, it? No, there's no gold. Or, we cannot melt this vase. Oh, but okay. it, it looks good. Keep yeah. it on the shelf. But uh, it's worth about 50 to $60. Okay. And they, they sold them in the same way they sold Bradford Exchange plates and Mm-hmm. And things like that, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't know that story either. So that's not a great point of reference. What is that oh, story? Bradford Exchange keys to. You, I, I know a lot of our listeners have had these. Brad, they have them up in their wall, and I go into houses. They are uh, gone with the wind. They'll make a commemorative plate, and they'll say fired. They only fired ten thousand of them. Unfortunately, there's only four thousand collectors in the world. And they fire, and there's another one. It'll be a Brett Hull picture, and there's different scenes from Bradford Exchange, and I think Franklin Mint made them. Oh, okay. And they would charge them, I don't know, thirty to a hundred dollars a plate. Right. These plates today, I can't get two dollars for, and I feel so bad for people. Well, hey, they got to enjoy them. A picture. Oh no, from no, the they movie. enjoy yeah, it. But what do you do? As an investment, it did not work out well. That's yeah. A, but there are ones by Franklin Mint. They're made out of sterling. And there'll be a group of seven. There'll be a sterling plate, six ounces of silver. We buy the wow. silver and we melt them. 
So that person who bought out of silver will be able to recover his money. The person who made it out of porcelain will not. Interesting. If you have an heirloom or an interesting old item lying around your house, maybe it's hockey cards, maybe it's uh, an old poster, maybe it's an old movie ticket or some big game you went to. If you're curious about its actual retail value right now on the market, you can give us a call, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Diane in Toronto. Diane, how are you? I'm great. And yourself? Pretty good. What you got? What do you got for us? Uh, a couple of things, really. The first, my husband has a what are they? Radio? Amer- American. American Flyer train set. Yep. Okay. We just talked. Probably was the 1950s. He's I... got the engine and the caboose and a couple of cars and some tracks. I'd like to see it. Depends on which exact one, which engine it is, because they actually vary according to the engines. It's a lot of money. Anytime it's yeah. train stuff and it's the it's the engine or the locomotive, I'm always blown away. It's like the yeah. bottom of that market is still so high. It's hundreds of dollars always. Yeah. 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 So if you, uh, if you have the actual model number in front of you when you can call me during the week at the store, I can give you, if it's still working, I can give you an exact price at the time. Okay. And the caboose you? number, there'll be a model, there'll be a model on the, um, the engine. It'll say... Five five nine one or something like that. People do collect them that way as well. Okay. So we have to see that. Okay. What were the other items you were mentioning? Yeah. Uh, he's got a five dollar gold coin. Oh, the oh. Canadian ones. Okay. Canadian I always like gold. Yeah. What year is it? Oh, <laughs> no idea. Have a look at it. Well, when did you guys get your hands on it? Well, it belonged to his father. Oh, yeah, it'd be well, about. It'll be, be nineteen ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. It'll be. It'll be a, they were. Um, uh, Sold off by the mint a while ago, but if he bought originally, they are worth money. It's well, about the size of a half a sovereign. It'll be a troy ounce, won't it? No, no. no. Oh, you oh. mean or you're talking about actual five? To, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are from 1910, 11, 12. Right, I'm thinking of like a modern maple. Yeah, yeah. No, these are about the size of a quarter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, call me up tomorrow. Give me the year. I'll tell you the value. How's that? Yeah, just quickly, you were saying about finding treasures in your house. Years yep. ago, we bought a house, and I was bugging my husband to put some wires through a drop ceiling in the basement. Mm-hmm. And he finally got around to doing it. We found a whole bunch of 35-millimeter um, uh, film cans that had uh, silver 50-cent pieces in them. Wow, Whoa, that's awesome. nice. Oh, wait a minute, though. Have you still got them? No, we sold them because silver was at its highest way back when we found them. But I'm just saying, do what your husband tells you. How much money did you find? Oh, no, no, no. You you caught that. She says, do what what your wife tells you to do. That's what she tells you to do. It could be worth some money. There you go. All right. Well, if there's a bunch of wives, say go check the attics, right? That's what you're saying. Attics and basements. Do what Paul and Bogart tell you to go. Go to the basement, go to the attic. There's stuff in there. In an old house under the stairs, too. It's under probably open stairs. access. Don't just take a sledgehammer to it because people are going to start totaling their houses. Okay. <laughs> no, they will. Okay. You never know what you might find. But there's a good story, right? Oh, Honey, no. do some wiring. Hey, I found this. It's full of coins. Yeah. No, no. I tell people, before you sell your house, you should go over the whole house with a metal detector. Because if you've been there for 30 <laughs> or 40 or 50 years, yeah, yeah. something was put away or your kids put it away or sometimes... You put it away and just forgot about it. Yeah. There are some of us and some of the listeners, I'm going to say for me as well, us Zoomers, I've, sometimes our memories aren't as good as they used to I be. I told you the story. I know the guy who owns Wayne Schuster's old house. And like 20 years ago, he gets a phone call from the Schuster family saying, look around. We think there might be a Superman drawing in that house. That would be 
one page would be your $100,000 without even thinking. I even thinking. talked to him since I mentioned it like a week or two ago. And I was like, did you want to have another look? He's like, nah, it's not here. <laughs> it's like, that's that's the level of interest, right? Like, it's not. He's had the place for 20 years or for, for, for 30, 40 years. What does he care, right? So it could be he the, said he looked. It's, it's nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah. Jeez, if, you know something? If I lose $100, if I lose $50, I'm looking for an hour. And it makes me mad. <laughs> Here's 100000 could be sitting there. And he says, well, I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's still an exciting house. It's owned by Wayne Schuster. He gets to write in the same room where they wrote and stuff like that. It's kind of exciting. Anyway, our next caller is going to be Tony in Toronto. Tony, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live. Hi, how are you guys? Not Good. bad. Good. Listen, I have a really interesting question, or at least a prod, uh, an item here. My wife was given this Raleigh bicycle when she was a young girl. She was like seven. It was manufactured in 1961 by the Raleigh Cycle Company from yep. Nottingham, England. Yep. And I and she still possesses the original books that it came with, as far as like the handbook, the maintenance book, the card for registering her, all this stuff, including the bike. It's intact. That's interesting. Okay. Like I didn't even know bike. bikes came with handbooks. Missing is the hand pump. Oh, it came with a hand pump for the tires. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing that's missing from this bicycle, and it's and it's the way it was. Like it's dusty, you know, but it's 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 actually the way it was. She and it's a kid's bike, is it? Yeah. So it's a youth's bike. It would be like you know a child's bike. Twenty six inch uh, wheels. Yeah. Or the smaller ones. There was twenty eight, twenty six, uh, and twenty. No, it was smaller than that. That. The, I'd have to measure the tire size, but it's way below twenty eight. Uh, twenty six. You got something. I know that. There's, yeah. The, again, the bicycle, like old the, bikes. People yeah. love that stuff. Yeah, it's a youth bicycle because she was like seven when she was riding this thing around. It depends on the condition because Raleigh did rust. I'm going to say this because I had a Raleigh when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay, and they well, do well, rust. Like, let me think. When I look at the bike, you know, it's in really good condition. The only thing that shows any signs of, like, cleaning is the rims. That's it. The rims look a little bit, you know, dated because they're, they're old. Yeah. But they need to be cleaned up and shined up, but that's it. I didn't touch them because I thought, well, once you start touching them, then it changes it, right? If it's perfect, you might get a collector to pay a couple hundred dollars. Somebody listening yeah. right now is going, I want it. That looked great. I have yeah. an ice cream shop. I want it in the front. You I don't know. You know Who knows? I was even thinking, what about these places that loan out stuff to, like, movie houses yep. and things for, like, productions and things? But yeah. They, That'd be one thing. That's something you'd rent out for sure. They yeah. want something authentic from the time. And we rent, like I told you, we rented for the movie Chicago. That big chandelier you see in the poster, You're right. that came from me. Is that true? Yes, it came from the Mohawk Inn up in um, Thornhill, someplace, God's Country, up north of Toronto. Yeah. It was 3,000 crystals. Took four people four hours to put it up or more in Southworks Antique And Mall. you owned it? I owned it. I bought it. In a lot. I buy it. Bogart, do I buy weird stuff or what? If it even looks weird or yeah. smells weird, he buys it. I bought it. It was just on a lark. It was a couple of chandeliers, and I bought it. I didn't realize how long it was going to take to put put up, and I asked him to put it up. So part of the condition of renting it to the movie was that when they didn't need it anymore, and they paid me $1,000 to rent it for a week, that they brought it to an auction house so I didn't have to sell it anymore, and they would give it to them and put it up. And that's it? Now that it was in the movie Chicago, you didn't think there was more value? What did it sell for? I think it sold for 2000 What? I only paid 500 so come on. I know. I just You think one of the okay. actors goes, I want it in my washroom. I don't know. Then, no, no, 3,000 crystals. I'm talking this thing was I big. I know. I'm just joking. They okay. probably have a huge washroom. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Do we have to go? Do we have time for one more caller? Sebastian Hearn says no, so let's take no. it quickly. Bruce in Mississauga, <laughs> you're live on Zuma Radio. 
We got the 90-second warning. What you got, man? Yeah. I have two McKenna uh, Dublo English trains uh, from the 1940s given to me by my grandfather. And I was wondering what they would be worth these days. I got to see. It depends on what accessories you have with it. The trains, if it works. This is what we were talking about earlier on. Okay, They're, it works. Like the, one of them is called the, uh, the Duchess of Athol. We're talking three to four, $400 for the set. But I have to see it and bring it on in. But I, we do. I can't believe how fast our hour goes. Like, I want to tell people they should be bringing in their silver plate. Okay? Yes. We're we'll the only pay people in the city who buy silver plate. We actually buy it by the pound. I don't care if it's got anything. I don't care where it looks like. We're crushing it. And Black, come and see us about the gold and silver. See you next week. And thanks, Sebastian. And thanks, Bogart, for helping today. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street. If you need to get in touch with Paul or Bogart after the show or at the store, the number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. Special thanks to Sebastian Hearn. He handles all your phone calls. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.